We are constantly triggered in our day-to-day lives, but knowing exactly why can be so incredibly tough to pinpoint. Welcome to Stop, I've Just Been Triggered Season 2, where we will explore all things triggers and how to mindfully navigate our own healing journey. I'm Natalie Collar. And I'm Candice Fraser. Let's do this, Candice. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Stop, I've Just Been Triggered. Today, we're chatting about the impacts that holding on to emotional triggers cause to our health. Natalie, how are you today? Hey, Candice, all good. Excited to talk about this one, actually, because mm. there's more and more research being done into this, and yeah. I think um, it's a very juicy topic at the moment. It is, it is, and I'm loving that there's so much research coming out that backs up what I think intuitively a lot of us have known for a long time. Mm-hmm. Exactly, yeah. It's nice to see there's so many, um, there's lots of studies being done in this field and, yeah, it's it's quite interesting information and it goes against everything that kind of society has told us from yeah. a orthodox medical sort of point of view. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So when we are triggered, essentially our body is moving into that fight, flight, freeze response. And Mm. I thought, Nat, maybe, you know, we've got fight, flight, freeze, and now fawn. Why don't Mm. we quickly just touch on what each of those are just for clarity? Because there are those new, you know, freeze and fawn that people perhaps aren't as familiar with. Mm, sounds like a good place to start and just to clarify it. Yeah, it's great. To, yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. So the fight response. So that's when your body feels like it's in danger and believes that you can overpower the threat. So mm. that's your fight mode. And what you might notice in your body is a tightness, like a tight jaw, that adrenaline in your arms to punch. You might even mm. feel angry a nodding sensation in your stomach and just a desire to attack and fight, Mm -hmm. which might Mm -hmm. be something that goes against your general nature. (laughs) Mm, And it's, it seems to be fights kind of like the, it's almost a bit like um, anger. It's Mm. usually the primary response. Like a lot of people be kind of going, Oh yeah, I felt this before (laughs) because it is, it is the body's kind of first, first point with most people. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so did you want to move on to flight? Yeah, that, I think we'll just briefly yeah. touch them on them, I think. Yeah. yeah. Flight. So that is when you're in danger and basically your body's like, I don't think we're going to win this one. Let's get out of here. Um, mm. So it's your flight mode. It's your let's mm. run away because that's what's going to keep me safe. Mm. Mm. And mm. so when we're experiencing that in our body, our body might feel restless. You know, the adrenaline might go to our legs. We're kind of darting our eyes around because we're looking, you know, where do we escape? How do we get out yeah. of here? Exit, exit routes. Exit, exit routes. routes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, what is my surroundings? Like, am I, where yeah. am I going? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so that's it. I mean, it's pretty, pretty self-explanatory, that flight response. Yeah. Then there's the freeze response which is when you're in a situation and mm. your body is kind of like, you know what, I don't think I can fight and I don't think I can run away, so I freeze. 
Mm, the, one, this is the yeah this one's an interesting one isn't it I, oh, I that's this one it's yeah it's like the impala um you know being out in the in the desert kind of or, or the savannah being chased and then they freeze and you, if you've watched yeah. Yeah, they play dead exactly. They drop and freeze. It's, it's mm. an interesting mm. one, mm. and it, it, yeah. it's your body's natural response to almost play dead to protect mm. yourself from whatever mm. it is. Um, and mm. sometimes, if you're in immense pain, you'll yeah. end up yeah. in this yeah. freeze response because it's your body going, "Whoop, we're tapping out now. This is too much. This is yeah, yeah. you know how I'm yeah. going to protect myself." And so, physically, yeah. you might get pale skin, feel a bit stiff, heavy, cold, numb. Mm. Um, your mm. heart rate might decrease. You're kind of moving into that freeze. Think of it not as fainting but as that same kind of, well, I'm out. It's almost preservation. It's like it a, is. it's like yeah. a, yeah, it is a preservation thing. Yeah, mm. it's, a, it's an interesting, really interesting one, the freeze. Yeah. Mm. And then the fawn response, which is the newest, um, well, not the newest, mm. it's been around forever, the most recently discovered, is mm. the response that happens after you've unsuccessfully gone through the fight, flight or freeze response. So mm. mm-hmm. often this will be associated with childhood traumas, abusive families, mm. in, situations where you have been defenseless and perhaps Mm. there's been neglect that's been ongoing it's really quite sad really uh but some of the responses Mm. when you have a fawn reaction is you become an over agreeer so you're kind of trying to please Mm. everyone keep everything calm Mm -hmm. you're trying to be really helpful Mm. and your main Mm focus is on keeping other people happy yeah and that it's that is, codependency lack of boundaries it's all it all falls under that doesn't it yeah yeah if I keep yeah you happy, yeah yeah you won't do bad things yeah. to me like it's in a nutshell that's fight flight freeze and fawn so in the short term if we have a fight or flight response um it generally will pass quickly and no harm done because we're returning our body to its natural state. But when we're mm. constantly triggered and we're constantly in that fight flight response, it can create real damage to ourselves physically and mentally. Mm. It it kind of has it can have a lasting effect. And for anyone who's read like, you know, um, the body keeps score or mm. when the body says no mm. um, or read any of the um, different sort of somatic healing textbooks it, yeah. you kind of would be really familiar with this how if long term if the body keeps that trauma stored long term it will have an effect of some sort mm. um, and often an ill effect you know yes. um, I always love that descript that kind of um I wouldn't say it's just description that breakdown of the word disease it's disease in the body yeah Mm -hmm. it's always a really nice way to remember like if the body's not at ease then it will cause disease disease yeah yeah Yeah. and it it, I think it's becoming more and more prevalent in today's Mm. society because Mm. we live in such a stressful world Mm. Our, our modern society is not geared to 
to our well-being and our health you know overall so it mm. it is you're exactly right it's there's way more stress than our ancestors had like different types of stress mm. um and it's kind of continual <laughs> there's no break in it nope um, doesn't feel like it <laughs> yeah and you know so it's it, you're right this kind of society that we're living in is is yeah it's definitely needed this study into what we can do to release trauma from the body to mm. um you know help us to not have these lasting illnesses or get mm. to a point where the body's actually dysfunctioning mm. um you know that's it's amazing that that's what's being done so you know mm. hats off to everyone doing oh. all the research <laughs> absolutely i, I wish i had the time <laughs> yeah i know right <laughs> Exactly. So now, what about um? Why don't we just jump into some of the actual physical ailments that happen to the body with mm. this long-term stress, this long-term or continual activation and deactivation of the fight-flight response? So I think the main thing is, is like, look, if it's chronic, um, you know, a lot of people don't realize how chronic their stress um, yes. can be or mm. um, their trauma how how embedded in their actual behavior and mm. in their responses their trauma can be so you know look we're seeing things like um in our society there's an increase in you know things like hypertension which is high mm. blood pressure diabetes um you know lots of different ailments that keep coming up arise in autoimmune um, diseases mm. so you know the the main thing is to um kind of before you get to that point where you're diagnosed with something try to be attuned with your body and what's happening around your your stress responses mm. so like if we just talk about it from a basic point of view you know um things that will happen during a stress response are things like your heart rate and your blood pressure will increase mm -hmm. so you know that usually happens that again is a trigger response like fight or or flight well, yeah. um because your body's trying to get the blood to the you know and oxygen to the right places in the major mm. muscle groups so mm. that's why that happens things like when we were talking before about you know having pale and fl or flushed skin you know again the body's just redirecting so the body's trying to always help you the problem if it's if it's constantly triggered in helping you it just just regulates your responses to things so mm -hmm. Your nervous system becomes, let's say, overactive is probably the only way I can explain so, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and overactive in the sense to always having this one response. So that's where we kind of, you know, have to grab this before it becomes something that's chronic. Mm. So, you know, look, it can, you know, Candice, you and I both studied this and we continue to study this and our body can handle stress. It's actually built to handle stress. Absolutely. Um, Just not long know, term. <laughs> exactly. So like small amounts of stress is actually part of a healthy life. That's just normal. Mm. Um, but the long term and the chronic stress, it can really have some serious effects. Mm. So, you know, it'll affect things like you know, like I just said, your hypertension, but mm. the, you know, your musculoskeletal system gets affected. So, oh. you know, when body mm. stress, your muscles tense up, mm. um, it just becomes like a reflex reaction to stress. Mm. Um, 
it, it's to guard you against like injury and pain. That's why the body does it. Mm. But the problem is, is if you're constantly in that point straight of, of tension, then it actually can do you more harm than good. Mm. You, you know what I'm trying. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so absolutely. And and as you said, it's it's your body moving its resources to fight or run yeah and and what that means is not only are that we overstimulating those parts of the body it means that resources are diverting Mm. away from other really important parts of our physical self that we need rest and repair like digestion exactly um, reproduction yeah uh, mental health and clarity yeah yeah yeah, and that's what kind of it, it has this like follow on effect, doesn't it? And it does. you know, that's why um it, it things like you know, people laugh when you say, Oh, look, you should do yoga to to de-stress, you should do meditation, and they kind of just think it's airy fairy, but the fact is that each one actually deals with one of our systems. So yeah. the musculoskeletal system, mm. the respiratory system, mm. you know, um, each one kind of has an impact and then in turn they that kind of rest and relaxation and that and that learning to breathe correctly and giving mm. the body what it needs, well, that'll affect the cardiovascular system. And so yeah. that's that real mind-body connection that's that's really important and becoming more, I'd say, becoming highlighted as the, one of the most important connections to have. Oh, I think so. For, for trauma healing and for, you know, um, for almost for, anything, really. For anything, yeah, really, exactly. Just it's that awareness, that starting place of actually being yeah. able to notice that you're holding that tension, or that you're breathing yes. into your chest, or that your blood, yes. your blood, your heart's pumping really quickly. To have yeah. that awareness, so that you can then go, hang on a sec, what can I do to support myself? exactly you know and and that's I think that's the thing people don't kind of realize that if you're constantly in this straight state of um like hyper awareness in the sense of for your for your Mm -hmm. response um your body exactly like you said before can't do the things it's actually meant to do it will Mm -hmm. do them but it will almost half-ass them excuse the phrase but it's true yeah yeah Yeah. your body's suddenly not absorbing the nutrients it needs or it's not digesting the food properly so suddenly there's weight gain issues potentially or weight loss issues um you might have trouble and and like even things you see yeah yeah exactly that's right I was just going to say on that stress with weight gain like a lot of people don't realize how cortisol actually impacts weight gain Mm. Mm. And like a lot of women in those menopause years, like from, you know, from 40 onwards, they don't realize that if I'm constantly under stress or perceived stress or threat, my body will react. My coral, mm. cortisol levels will increase. And basically that actually adds to weight gain because your body's mm. constantly under stress. Yeah. Um, and likewise, like you said, with reproductive or, you know, conceiving, um, it's exactly the same thing. It has a massive impact. Mm. That's why they say often when um, women sort of put mindfulness first and, you know, take a back seat and work with the natural therapies and, mm. and really address issues that have to be addressed, but also just sort of re- reduce the pressure on themselves yeah. to conceive. 
then normally things kind of happen and quite easily. So there's a lot of systems affected, Candice, like you you and I have discussed before by our our body holding our trauma Mm. and having a response to it or being triggered by it. Mm. Um, And, you know, like we said, like even I think you brought it up, the gastrointestinal system has an effect as well. I mean, your gut health, the gut and brain, connection Connection, Um, it's again it's another one that there's some fascinating information coming out of so it's a really um it's really important to try to find a way to resolve Mm. and by resolve it's not going to go away it's just resolving your reaction to it and um how the actual trigger affects you in the current state you know in the here and now um and and just also your understanding of it your relationship with it Mm. your trauma it's it's about that because then your body is free to act to act react and Mm. function Mm. normally as it should you know oh definitely definitely and I think it's it's using your body's cues as little red flags to explore Mm, mm. what's happening or why things might be there yes Uh, and to kind of think about the emotional side of things a little bit more like for example long-term high levels of stress can lead to bloating or irritable bowel all sorts of things where a conventional medical route which is which is great for for certain situations but in other situations, mm. it's about just giving your body what it needs to heal itself. Like your body knows what to do mm. when we give it what it mm. needs. It's still using those cues. And there's so many, so, so many, almost anything. Mm. No, it, well, exactly. That's right. You know, and, and I think that's the small things you can start with um, because, you know, look, self-awareness is a really tricky one when we're triggered the last thing you want to do is go hang on a second (laughs) (laughs) what's happening here because often you're not going to do that let's let's just be honest so I think the main thing is is um most people are connected to their breath and um their touch they're probably the most you know the most things that we are aware of Mm. so when you recognize your breath quickening or your you know chest tightening or your breath becoming shallow any changes like that that's usually an alert something's happening within Mm. the body um tense shoulders maybe cold um extremities hands fingers go cold or a bit jiggly clenched jaw and they're the kinds of signs that something's up you're you're reacting to something something Mm. is has triggered a reaction within you Mm. um and then, of course, I mean, again, it's always easier said than done, but just kind of either instead of ignoring it, then discovering, investigating why. So, you know, that's it's not easy to do on your own, especially no. if it's attached to a trauma that is deep-seated and incredibly painful to deal mm. with. So it would be something more that you would then see a therapist and yeah. either do talk therapy about it or there's lots of amazing techniques out there that you can um, 
you know, embark on and, mm. you know, kind of investigate together. Mm. Um, but that would be the way to do it. But but just those little signals, like Candace said before, knowing like, you know, a lot of people complain now that they have IBS or yeah. um, like you said, you know, and symptoms are bloating or mm. changing bowel movements or but it could be stress. Yeah, it, <laughs> it might be stress related, you know. Just um, that simple. Yeah. Yeah. So not simple, so it's, but yeah. <laughs> no, no, well, yeah. Like in a sense, the the actual cause is something, you know, just one little thing or maybe, you know, a mm. couple of little things. So, mm. you know, so that's where you've got to listen to the body. The body and the the body mind connection is is incredibly powerful and becoming more in tune to that then is the only way that you can sort of push through and start to address what mm. needs to be healed or, you know, uh, overcome or, you know, have a recovery from. Mm. Otherwise, you're constantly just going to be going between one of these trigger responses. Mm. It's it's not going to stop. You will go fight, flight. Um, it eventually might get to fawn or freeze mm. and it will just keep going that's just what will happen and you deserve more your body deserves more you know absolutely um, absolutely I, I think yeah I think that's what we forget isn't it the most is that that's that whole thing about healing is actually reconnecting with our body as us mm. um so you know and the thing is look it's always harder to deal with disease than it is with healing a lot of people yeah. don't realize that because once disease hits well it's escalated. Mm. It's escalated, yeah. Mm. And to a scary point in some cases. Oh, to a point where it's just so much harder to come back from. So, yep. so much yep, harder. Yeah, exactly. Being mindful, looking for these triggers, all these things are really, really important. Getting the help you need to work through whatever mm. stress you're under, trauma you've you've experienced. But lifestyle, I think... Like we all know the benefits of moving our body and getting enough sleep and eating well and putting good boundaries in place. Mm, mm. But the reality is those things are also helping your body manage its stress response. So not mm, only mm -hmm. are they just good for us, they're also healing. And yeah, I feel it's, like it's, it's a really good point. That's Sorry, Candice, I just interrupted you. No, no, I was, I was just going to say I feel like a broken record sometimes with all these... <laughs> basic simple things but they are just so important so look and you're right Candice it, we do feel like broken records saying the same kind of things but I think the main thing is is in our society where we're so focused on social media and connecting via social media mm. the problem is is often these little simple basic beautiful nurturing things can mm. become part of a competition yeah. so you know how many hours did you sleep or the baby didn't sleep or my baby didn't sleep and realistically our ancestors never had this um you know watching what other people are eating and fat seeing photos um mm. movement oh that person's more flexible than me or they can do mm. a better position than me or and I've been guilty of this so I'm not saying this pointing the finger I mean, at the height of my yoga teaching, I mean, I would scroll through yogis doing poses and do damage on my body because I had to try to push myself. But that's not movement. That's actually competition. <laughs> yeah. competition. It took away from 
the power of the movement. Yeah. It takes away from the power of simple nutrition. Mm-hmm. It takes away from sleep, the importance oh. of sleep. Um, you know, yes. and boundaries too. You know, mm-hmm. boundaries can get broken through social media because we feel connected to people, but we're not. So yeah. I think the real thing is, is I know our tips are simple, but when they're done for you, mm-hmm. not not for the greater community, just for you. Mm-hmm then they are really helpful. Eating how you want. Yeah, absolutely. So helpful. You're spot on there, Nat, spot on. Yeah, (laughs) thanks, Kenneth. I just, look, it's it's something that I've personally struggled with. So I I can feel for people because they say, oh, it's just too easy. And and don't beat yourself up. If there's a night where you need to have takeout, well, you have takeout. You know, it's not. It's, it's not, not a about be all and do all. It's not be all and end all. No. Yeah. All it's it's it, really, yeah. yeah. And your healing journey is like that too. You know, mm. really, it's like an 80 20 rule. It's not, not about beating yeah. yourself up when you get triggered. It's about learning why you get triggered, investigating yeah. why you get triggered, and you will be triggered again. That's part life. of being human. Yep. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, um, it's just knowing that, oh, I got triggered. So this might be you know, this might be why, mm-hmm. you know, there's some, maybe there's something lacking sometimes. Maybe there's something, there's too much going on at times. So yeah, just being more attuned to the simple rules are the best and the simple mm-hmm. advice is the best. You know, that's basically, it's so supportive and there are things you can do at home, like sleep, nutrition, you know, movement, yeah, putting in healthy boundaries, mm-hmm. you know, doing things that help you really relax not scrolling just like really relax you know I think another thing that we can do is just start having honest conversations with our friends to help take the Mm. stigma away of this expectation Mm. being honest that yeah yeah, I do have a lot on my plate and I feel stressed not that exactly I can do everything. I can be everything. I can, you know, I'm just going to keep pushing myself, even though on the inside you feel like you're imploding, but being honest about how you're feeling. Mm. I'm really struggling with everything I have on at the moment. Yeah. And and that's the thing we're often, I don't know if there's shame attached to it or, you know, I guess we all try to keep a brave face. Um, But those honest conversations, they are so cathartic. Um, You know, like I I recently had two of my dearest girlfriends here and, you know, they know who they are because they're probably listening to this, but I won't say names. (laughs) But we all had a really honest chat about motherhood and the first year of motherhood. And we had never done that. And Mm. our children aren't little anymore. And the consensus was all three of us had been through hard times. All Mm. three of us had, you know, some kind of postnatal effect. Mm. Uh, All three of us had experienced something similar to identity loss. You know, all three of us didn't know what the hell we were doing. (laughs) But but isn't isn't it true? Like that open, honest conversation, it felt good, but it felt like why don't we do this sooner like why you know imagine how supportive it would be if we did this sooner but Mm -hmm. we kind of I guess we have to get to a point where we're ready and that's what the healing journey is all about Mm. you know 
you will get to a point where you can no longer or mm. you no longer want to. Or you move into that mindful place where you can observe what's actually happening. Exactly. Not what yeah, you're telling exactly. yourself's happening. Mm. Yeah. Exactly, you know, and you're ready to do the work because it, it isn't easy. So, mm. you know, that's I think that's a great suggestion. The open conversations, honest and authentic conversations mm. are just priceless. Mm. Well, I think we're just about out of time, Nat. Is there anything else you wanted to add before we wrap up? I think, look, um, I think it's been a good chat. It's it's always a really tricky one to nut down in 20 minutes. But <laughs> I think the main thing with your health, um, before it gets to the point where your body is starts to, and I'll say malfunction because it's a bit like that. Our bodies mm-hmm. do run in a, in a rhythm. Um, you know, just if you can't action these sort of stress uh, relief steps on your own, then just try to get additional support. You know, yeah. you can get out there and get, um, there's some great coaches. You can mm. work with therapists like Candace and I, you know, counsellors, psychologists, uh, really try to find a way to not only deal with your trigger and what's triggering you, but how to move forward in a really healthy, supportive and like a mindful and wellness you know, mindset mm. so that, you know, you don't go to dis- disease, no. you know, and that dis-ease so mm. that you sort of can start to be in harmony with your yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. Give yourself permission to give yourself what you actually need. Definitely. Spot on. Exactly, Candice. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for listening, everyone. We hope you've enjoyed that little chat on, it's a bit scary that, um, impact that stress has on our body but but as Mm. we've as we've covered there's lots of little things we can do to support ourselves and we can give ourselves permission to get the help we need until next fortnight we will um wish you well